Thank you so much, BJ, and to all of you for this warm welcome. And we were so glad to have some of you join us Friday evening. It is so good to be here again this year to share community and to live out our values as neighbors. And also thank you to the choir for beautifully learning all shlosha. Your Hebrew was great, so nicely done. Uh, we'll work on yours, but it's okay. There's, there's time for everything, right? <laughs> We are just so thrilled to uh, be here again for this beautiful tradition. There was a boy, a very strange, enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and sad of eye, but very wise was he. And then one day, a magic day, he passed my way, and while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. You may recognize these words, not from any religious text, but from the song called Nature Boy, which was written by Eden Abes, first made famous by Nat King Cole, and then in the movie Moulin Rouge. Its last lines especially are timeless and compelling. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. It sounds simple, but we know that sometimes love can be complex and difficult. How are we supposed to put love into the world when there is so much chaos and violence and pain? How do we love our fellow person if that fellow person seems to hate us? How can we possibly love as we witness and experience trauma after trauma? I think that is why we have to learn to love. It is my belief that humans are born with pure love in their hearts. But growing up and being disappointed and shocked and scared and maybe even disliked can damage that ability. Take Jonah, for example, as we examine his story this morning. God asked Jonah to help remove some of the wickedness from the world by going to the city of Nineveh and telling them to change their evil and destructive ways. But Jonah fled from this call. Instead of receiving God's message with love, he was scared. He tried to escape on a ship, but God called ma caused massive storms, so the crew threw him off the ship. And then Jonah was trapped in the belly of a whale. As he experienced the tumult of being swallowed by a giant fish, he cried out to God from a place of affliction. God saw that Jonah learned a lesson released him from the whale, and told him again to go to Nineveh to insist that they change their evil ways. As we read earlier, Jonah entered the city, informed them of God's plan to destroy them, and caused them to fast and repent and change their ways. Both Jonah and the townspeople of Nineveh learned to love, but they did so from a place of threats and fear. If I were stuck in a belly of a whale, I'd likely cry out to God and promise whatever God wanted of me in exchange for my freedom. In the same way, the people of Nineveh repented because they would be destroyed otherwise. 
It's a beautiful message about the power of people to change and grow, but shouldn't love occur for love's sake and not as an alternative to something worse? In his new book, Judaism is About Love, rabbi and scholar Shai Held discusses the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem by the Romans in the year 70. This is one of the most traumatic events in Jewish history, as our ancient religion was centered around the physical temple building. When the temple was destroyed, all of our holidays, customs, and rituals were destroyed too. All of the Jewish people were forced into exile without a clear way to observe their tradition or engage with their community. Rabbi Held writes, among the temple's many functions was that those who had transgressed could go there and atone for their sins. In a world without the temple, was atonement no longer available and reconciliation with God no longer possible? He shares an off-sighted story that offers a startling response. Once, as Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai was coming forth from Jerusalem, Rabbi Joshua followed after him and beheld the temple in ruins. Woe unto us, called Rabbi Joshua, that this place, the place where the iniquities of Israel were atoned for, is laid waste. My son, Rabbi Yochanan said to me, said to him, be not grieved. We have another atonement that is like it. And what is it? It is acts of loving kindness, chesed, as it is said in Hosea, for I desire loving kindness and not sacrifice. Rabbi Held continues, atonement through sacrifice may no longer be possible, says Rabbi Yochanan, but another equally powerful means of atonement is available. Acts of love and kindness can play the same role in the present that sacrifice had played in the past. Later passages from rabbinic texts go further, suggesting that loving-kindness is not equal to sacrifice, but superior to it. Chesed, compassion, can achieve what sacrifice cannot. As a story imagines God telling the people, the loving-kindness you do for one another is more precious to me than any sacrifice that Solomon offered before me. We learn from this that active love is not only a gift to one another, but one of the greatest gifts that we can give God. Love can follow traumatic experiences because these life-altering events remind us how precious we are to one another and how important it is to be compassionate even when it can feel like a sacrifice. Love is an act of giving that God cherishes that can help us grow and create meaning. Even from the depths of great pain, we can continue to learn to love and be loved in return. This weekend, Jewish people around our country are celebrating a Shabbat of love. This occasion was created by the Jewish Federations of North America to embrace the Jewish people, spreading love for who we are. I was thrilled to see that this event is taking place at the same time as our annual pulpit exchange. To me, this relationship between HAB and the temple is a perfect way to honor loving and being loved. Throughout many decades, our connection has remained strong. The love of your congregation is a great gift to our community, 
and I have greatly appreciated your support since I arrived in Jacksonville, especially throughout recent tumultuous times. It is wonderful that for us, love is not something we have to learn. It comes naturally. The Jewish Federations of North America, JFNA, has many suggestions for us during this weekend honoring love that can help us love, be loved, and assist others in learning the same. It suggests being intentional about coming together to observe holidays and for meals, to bring everyone face to face around a table and create space just to be present for one another. Just as Rabbi Held reminded us that acts of love and kindness are the greatest gifts we can give, JFNA also suggests a number of acts of love that all of us can do this weekend and beyond. Volunteering in our communities, reading or listening to books to further open our minds, writing letters in solidarity with causes that are important to us, nourishing ourselves by going out into nature or taking a break from social media, and nourishing others by making calls to loved ones, donating to organizations we support, and engaging in small acts of kindness. This weekend is a meaningful reminder about how beautiful love is and how loving can be precious not only to God, but also to a world that is hurting and needs our care. None of these acts of love is particularly difficult, yet often we do not make time to reflect on what is important to us or take a break from the busyness of our lives to find that space to love. When we can do these things, we continue our learning how to love. Unlike Jonah, who learned to love after he tried to run away from serving others, or those who worshiped at the temple in Jerusalem who had to learn to love out of trauma, we have the power to intentionally continue teaching ourselves how to continue to bring love into the world. We have the ability to be brave, facing this chaotic and painful world with acts of love and coping with change by consistently sharing love. By loving courageously, we give a precious gift to God and to one another. As Rabbi Menachem Creditor writes in his poem based on ancient text, I will build this world from love, and you must build this world from love. And if we build this world from love, then God will build this world from love. Rabbi Creditor reflects on this concept. What makes a prayer successful when it doesn't need to be there anymore? The fact that we're still singing indicates that there's still a need. But the fact that we're still singing indicates that we haven't stopped trying either. As we observe this weekend of love, as we continue our beautiful tradition of coming together despite chaos and violence and pain all around us, we keep trying to make this world a better place than we found it. Together, we keep singing, learning to love and being loved in return. Like Jonah, we sometimes push ourselves out of our comfort zone and grow from challenging experiences. Like those in the ancient temple, we persevere even when we feel despair. We love in the face of hate, and we love through trauma. And side by side, we keep singing. And that singing rises up to God, who loves us all the more for the beauty we create. There was a boy, a very strange, enchanted boy. 
They say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and sad of eye, but very wise was he. And then one day, a magic day, he passed my way. And while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Amen.